Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Mike, back with the program Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Now, for people who may not know you... Um, you ran for Congress in 2020. That's right. You're going to be the next lieutenant governor, I'm told, of the state of Indiana. <laughs> you, you keep you keep saying that. I, I don't know if that is, uh, you know, I don't know if that's true, but you do keep saying that. So. And by day, you're a pastor who almost everyone likes, and you're on the Hamilton County Library Board, which is now the biggest deal in all of Hamilton County. Well, you know, I, you say everyone likes me, but there is a petition going around to get me removed from the Hamilton County Library Board. So there are some cer- certainly people in, in, in the area that don't like me, but, you know, they don't want me on the library board because they want to put porn in the hands of kids. That's weird, and, right? It is very, very weird. And I'm the guy standing up saying, no, we're not going to do this. Now, I will say I've got three other conservative uh, counterparts on the on the library board and they're they're doing just as much heavy lifting as i am so i feel bad that i'm getting all the glory well when i was a kid i never even thought about i knew there was a library but i didn't even know there was a someone i knew the librarian ran the library yeah. i didn't know there was a governing body much as a library board and i never remember it being any sort of contention in the community in which i grew up well me too i i didn't know how this all worked but there is such a battle for the minds of the next generation and so we're seeing this like school boards are now the hottest political show in town Mm -hmm. library boards are becoming that too well why is that it's because the left in the communist manifesto they actually say in order to win the nation you need to win the minds of the children and so there's a battle in in these forums and it's because it's it's for the heart of this the heart and the soul of our nation. Abraham Lincoln said the philosophy of the classroom in one generation is the philosophy of the government in the next. And so that's why that's what's happening. And I think the good guys, like people like you and me, you know, the conservatives, we we finally woke up. I think we they were doing this for a long time, slowly, and then all of a sudden 2020 exposed what's going on and we woke up showed up and now there's a huge fight all right well this is not your own personal puff piece here beckwith we give you that every tuesdays on wibc uh this is just to let people know you're qualified to talk about uh, what's going on in the government does that make me qualified that i don't want to put porn in the hands of kids like that makes me qualified look you're markedly more qualified than many people currently in the indiana general assembly the governor's office and a host of other areas across the state of indiana all right so let's start with what is kind of becoming an over overarching theme in the 2023 session and that is at least on some level a battle between the house of representatives and the senate specifically republicans in the house and republicans in the senate and we are seeing more and more people becoming very frustrated some of them openly with the lack of action or the clear directive that there will be a lack of action from the Indiana Senate on a a bevy of issues that are important to conservatives. Yeah, I think what I'm being told, and, and I see this too, the Senate, the Indiana Senate is now the place where conservative bills from the House go to die. 
and uh, and and we we lack bold leadership in the Senate right now. And, and I mean, I think we lack bold leadership in Indiana in general when it comes to Thank you. conservative values. Where's the Ron DeSantis? I've been saying that for for you know months now. Where is our Ron DeSantis? We don't have one. But at least the the House has a little bit of courage to to put forth some good bills. Probably what let's see what was it uh, ten years ago the Senate was the place where conservative you know strength was happening and it would go over to Brian Bosma's house and then they would kill everything and now it's sort of flipped and but you know back in the day you had guys like Marlon Stutzman yeah. Jim, Jim Banks uh, Scott Schneider Mike Delft you had some really like bold you know you know don't tread on me kind of conservative yeah over Jim Banks was great before he voted for Kevin McCarthy 15 whoa, times I'd whoa, love whoa. to know I'd love to know what happened to him I well mean, first he, of all Kevin McCarthy do you not think he's doing halfway decent you even said God. yes you said this week on your radio show you you gave Kevin McCarthy a big time high five by by standing up and giving that Mike, January 6th tape to if, Tucker. If someone gave you $100, but it was done at gunpoint, did they actually give you $100? <laughs> Kevin McCarthy is not he's doing still, this because he because he wants to. Well, I get that, but he's still doing <laughs> well, it. That's a problem. He's going to stab you in the back as soon as he feels people uh, are done looking at him. No, he's different from Paul Ryan in the sense that Paul Ryan thought he could just walk all over conservatives. John Boehner thought the same thing. Kevin McCarthy, I think, is recognizing, whoa, the conservatives are here to play, and I need to... I need to probably... So your theory is he woke up like Scrooge shouting, I'll change, I'll change, I'll change after being visited by the ghosts of conservatives past, present, and future. That is your theory. That That's... That, you Listen, that's... And he will now name Jim Banks as his associate assistant in the Bob Cratchit role, and, w- and we will all spend every Christmas yeah. together. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's your theory. Okay, I didn't want to get off on Jim Banks stabbing uh, conservatives in the back and voting for McCarthy 15 times. We can have a whole other show if you'd like okay, to about yeah. that one. But the, the point is, it, it is, there has been a real divide, and I wonder, you know, you are closer to these people than I am. Why, why is that? I mean, like, we saw... You were told this. I was told this. The reason, for example, the partisan school board bill didn't come for a vote in the House, they probably could have got 51 votes if they were certain it was going to pass in the Senate. Yeah. They probably yeah. would have fought for that. But they said, well, screw it. If it's not even going to get a hearing in the Senate, why are we taking the political heat? Which they should have done. They should have absolutely had the vote and put it out there and then said, okay, you you guys over in the Senate, if you want to stab conservatives in the back, yeah. have at it. But why? Why, why, are, why are Senate Republicans directly in many ways just – spitting in the face of conservatives well because they're not conservative they or if they are conservative they're very scared conservatives uh you look at a guy like senator greg walker you know down from the columbus area the guy the guy votes with democrat i mean i was when we brought this i love it with anything you start with the guy the guy the guy (laughs) he when i was down there testifying for jack sandlin's uh partisan school board bill that was originating in the senate i mean on the committee walker said i am joining democrats I, I want to be with the Democrats, and he even he boasted about it. He 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 kind of tried to chastise me, and he said I he proudly said I am voting with the Democrats on this one. You think just my my R next to my name tells tells you about about me? Well, you're wrong because I'm really a Democrat, and like he 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 flat out was bragging about the fact that he's voting with Democrats, and so uh so anyway I I think you got that's the problem, but he. You know what's funny about Greg Walker? I was talking to one of the conservative uh, senators that I that I mentioned earlier from ten years ago, and and they said, you know, Greg Walker when he came in was actually pretty strong conservative, but he's been in there now for what twenty years. Uh-huh. I mean, he's been in there for a long time. 
That's the problem right there. I think that is the problem. These guys get comfortable. They become kings in their own mind. They don't want to give up their power. They start compromising on their principles. This is exactly why George Washington stepped down after two terms. He didn't have to. There was no term limits. The 22nd Amendment did not exist at that point. He, he stepped down because he understood that this power is going to corrupt me if I do not give it up. And I think that's I think that ultimately is the issue. So the question, I hear this from people all the time, and I, I will freely admit I don't honestly have an answer other than better people have got to run. But the, 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 the thing I get from people is, okay, let's take your buddy, John Crane. Let's yeah. take him for an example. He ran against... Uh, he ran against the establishment. Yeah, I'm going to go Republican incumbent. He ran yeah. way, 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 way to the right. Yes. When he ran. Yeah. And his literal, I think his campaign literally was courage when it counts. That's right. Okay, cool. This guy's running hardcore right. Awesome. He's going, he's telling me I'm going to, I'm going to fight for you no matter what. Okay, cool. He gets in there and then just does the exact opposite. So what, what are people, I think this is where many conservatives are at. These people who even say the right things, screw, you know, we're not even talking about the people who don't say the right things, but the people who say the right things still end up stabbing us in the back. People just get, they just lose faith or energy or whatever in the process because no matter what we do, it never works out. Well, I think if I, I'm not trying to speak for John. Um, oh, that's probably but, a good move no. on your part. <laughs> But but if I, I've had many conversations with him about this same exact topic, like where are you, why aren't you out there right. being that bold voice? His response to me is always he wants to be thoughtful and he's trying to get things done behind the scenes. Like uh -huh. so so within the the bastion of leadership, he's trying to move the needle, which is fine. I get that. Like you gotta be effective with the get with the players on the team. But I, I also think these guys think that the only way they can influence is within the halls of legislation. And I always say, listen, your greatest platform of influence is outside 200 yeah. West Washington. Yeah. It's outside of that. Go to the people. The people then create the tsunami wave that you need to then push leadership in the direction you want them to go. You can you can be influential inside the halls of legislation, but you also have to be influential outside the halls of legislation, and that's the problem. They're not being influential outside the halls of le legislation. Therefore, leadership just kind of tramples them, and I think John probably is, he's probably playing the game in the sense like, someday I'm going to be the Senate leader. <laughs> like, someday that'll be me, and then I will, and then I'll be able to do what I want to do. I no, I, like, I know you're laughing, but at the same time, I think that's probably going through his head, whereas if I can get Is it to, April Fool's Day? No, it's not. It's not yet. But if if he can get to Senate leadership, uh -huh. then he will do all of those things so that, that he said. So he will become like the Grinch and find the strength of that, 10 conservatives that's, plus that's, two. I think that's what goes on. In, again, I'm not trying to speak for John, but I do think that's do, when you the say, mindset. When you say that out loud, that, I mean, it sounds, and I have no doubt that he probably thinks that. Yeah. But, and others probably think yeah. that. That sounds so ludicrous that I am going to just stab my constituency in the back for decades so that someday I can be in leadership and not stab them in the back. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, man, I think that's that does go on in their heads. And I, I can see that in the – let me let me give you an example. I can see that in the activist world because I'm, I'm an activist. I'm out on the grassroots. I see activists that begin to get a seat at the table with some of these leaders, and then they start doing the same thing. 
they start saying, well, I'm not going to be quite as oh, yeah. bold uh-huh. as I was, or I'm not going to call them out in the way that was, because now I'm at, I'm at the, I have a seat at the table, and I don't want to jeopardize that seat at the table, because I can do more good being at the table than yeah. if I weren't at the table. They really just want to be in the club, though. Well, yeah, and, and well, <laughs> no, no, I think, I do think there is a, there is an honest uh, approach to this to some people. I think like John, I, I, John's an honest guy. I don't think John is dishonest. I think he's honestly trying to do what he believes is best when it comes to gaining leadership and moving the conservative needle down the, down the field. He's just having to compromise on being as bold as he used to be because he doesn't want to lose a seat at the table. And now you and I will say, okay, I think that's not the right path. I think you and I would both say, no, 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 you can still be bold. You're at the table. It's your constituents that put you at the table. Right. It's, he he yeah. acts like there's there's no middle ground between squish establishment Republican and Rob Kendall. Like there is a there is a middle ground there by which you can you seem to find it pretty yeah. well. You're other than that one lady with the library, universally <laughs> liked the psychic from Hamilton you, County. I mean, you you can. Uh, this is what just. Uh, so, is there any hope for the Senate? Because I mean, that's a pretty big deal. If no matter what we do over here, on the rare, random, confused act of Republican government accountability that takes place in the House, well, it doesn't matter because we send it over here and it'll just just disappear. Yeah, I mean, I think the only hope for the Senate is that leadership changes. I think, Rod, I think, Bray, Rod Bray is a gigantic problem if I, you're a conservative. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I think Rod, uh, the Martinsville people need to need to really think hard and long about whether or not they should reelect him back into the Senate in general, just as a senator, because he is he is not a conservative. He's he's very weak. As, even even leadership. Like here's the thing with like guys like David Long or guys like that in the past. Even if they were not conservative, they were at least bold leaders. You know what I mean? Like Brian Bosma, great example, Speaker of the House, former Speaker of the yeah, House. Yeah, yeah. He was a bold leader, like, but he wasn't necessarily conservative. But dude, he would tell you where we're going, and you better get in line. And I think I can respect that to some degree. It's like, oh, all right, at least at least you're willing to get out there and say what you believe and why you why you believe it. Yeah, I mean like that one time when Rickers figured out how to legally sell cold beer. <laughs> Bosma and Long, I thought those two guys were going to tear hamstrings sprinting to the podium saying they were going to fix that. And you're right. I mean, they were very bold on making sure that Rickers who followed the law couldn't sell cold beer. That's right. I mean, there were you're absolutely right, Mike. 100%. So, I'm just saying like I think that's what I see with with the Rod Brays of Indiana where they're they're not even they're not even bold leaders. They just tend to be like, I don't want to upset anybody. Yeah. And that's the problem. If you're a leader, you're going to upset people. Get over it. I'm a pastor. I lead a church. People get upset with me. You know what I say? I say, get over it. This is the vision. This is where we're going. If you don't like it, you don't have to be here. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Uh, Rob Kendall, Micah Beckwith, Program Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. It's such a, you know, every week used to be me and Abdul, and it was pretty much kind of like the same show every week. It's a wild and wacky new world here because some weeks it's you, some weeks it's Merritt, and you guys are just 
Whoop. <laughs> different. Uh, uh, I like Jim. Jim's no, Jim's Jim. Great. It's fine. It's very yeah. interesting. Uh, just the dichotomy of shows we have going That's on right funny. now. Um, what is the? We're talking about the Senate Republicans and their inability or unwillingness to act on a lot of conservative legislation, or even consider it. What is? What is the vision or direction of the Republican Party in Indiana right now? Do you know? I think it is. To I think make, I asked this to Merritt last yeah, week. I have, no, I have no idea. I, I honestly think um, that's a great question. I think the only vision that I can see is that they don't want to lose power. And 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 that's yeah. a scary place to be because at that point now you're playing defense. You've already lost a game. Yeah. Because you're not you're not thinking how can we win points. You cannot win a game if you just play defense. You could maybe maybe tie right like maybe tie you could hold the other team to zero points and you yourself will have zero points you could tie that is the best outcome that could possibly happen in that scenario and I think the Indiana Republican Party is playing defense we are not offensive minded uh, Ron DeSantis gave a great interview on uh on Mark Levin a couple weeks ago and he said that he said he, Mark asked him he said why are you so effective and he said because I'm always playing offense I'm always playing off. I do not play defense. I go into the heart of the enemy and I take out their agenda all over the place. And I think that's that's the key. If we want to maintain power in the Republican Party, you have to be bold and play offense. But they get into this place where they're like, ooh, we need to we need to have DEI officers in the Republican Party. We need to look like the the tolerant left, you know, quote I'm using air quotes here, right. tolerant left, because they're not tolerant. But we need to look that way. We need a virtue signal to all of the different groups out there and bow down to all of their wants and their needs. Well, at that point, you're just playing defense. You're just trying to appease everybody. Therefore, you will lose power. And I think they're trying to maintain power, but the way they're doing it, they will lose power in the next 10 years. Mark my words, if they do not start playing offense, we will be a blue state in the next 10 years. But isn't part of the problem that people of this state have said, we will vote for whatever Republican it is? Well, yes, I think people in the Republican Party probably do that. But the state is... I think the state is pushing Republicans into that independent mindset. So, like, take you, for example. Yes. Right? Strong conservative. Yes. Very strong conservative. You're not a Republican. You're uh, Well, I mean, your buddy Dan Elliott said I'm one in good standing. <laughs> well, I mean, I would say you're a good Republican, one in good standing. Yes. But, but I think the party would say, no, no, no. And you've gone over to the Libertarian Party. Yes. You kind of – I mean – People, there's a lot of people like you, Rob, out yeah. there that I talk to you on a daily basis, and they're like, "I'm so fed up with Republicans. I don't even think I can come out and vote for them anymore." Right. So to to the Republican Party, I'm like, guys, you are missing a huge swath of potential voters, and these are the voters that would be fired up, knocking on doors, telling their friends and family to go vote for them. Like, but they're they're just they've given them over. What? Why? Um, we had this conversation on the award winning Kendall and Casey show earlier this week. Why, if these people exist, do more people not say, okay, I'm going to run and I'm going to run to win these people's votes. I'm going to beat these people in a primary. I mean, we talked about this other than, yeah, okay, there's contested race like for Carmel mayor or Westfield mayor, maybe these, some of these high level executive offices, but the city council races, the town, I mean, I live in Brownsburg, there's zero contested races. Yeah. The clerk treasurer, the town council, the judge. There's, that's pathetic. I, it's a, it's text- a town of 30,000 people. That's pathetic. <laughs> There's not one contested race. I texted you. I said, hey, who are you voting for over in Brownsburg? And you're like, no one. Or like, who are you endorsing? No one, because there's no there's no contested here, race. Here I is, thought you were joking. No, no, no. Here is my question for you, Mike, and I'm serious when I ask this. I Do I have to vote in a, 
at an uh, a, an election where there's uncontested races or will I lose my Republican in good standing? Because I love being able to tell people, no, no, I'm a Republican <laughs> in good standing. So do I have to go close my eyes and press a button for an uncontested one of these uncontested races in order to keep that Republican so, standing card? That's a great question. I've gotten asked this a lot. According to the law, the new law that was passed last year, which is totally ridiculous, it is ridiculous in some in some in some ways but the you have to the your last two primary votes have to be republican so you don't have to you, keep voting you don't have to keep voting you but but i think they will try to use it it's a it's a very it's a very ambiguous yeah. law like because i've heard i've heard some lawyers say no 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 it's it's the last two primaries that's my point and and that's not the way the law is written it's your last two primaries because here's the thing what happens if a state rep who's a current state rep happens to be out of town on primary day forgets to get an absentee doesn't get able to isn't able to vote are you telling me that that current state rep is now going to lose his republican in good standings because he missed one prime we all have missed a primary at some point in our life i think i don't i don't know if there's anyone have you missed a primary in your life <laughs> Some of us are just more dedicated to our Republican. Against, I, I, I think. I think. Okay. Here's the thing. Since 2010, I can tell you, I've not missed a Republican primary since 2010. I think I'm. So, so yeah. 2008 would have. Did been, you vote in in uh, Operation Chaos? I voted in 2008. I did not vote you, in the Republican primary. You voted. Rob Kendall voted Democrat in 2008. <laughs> Let it be known. I, you'll you will love this. When I ran, and because of course I won overwhelmingly, my uh, only uh, foray into public office, um, they tried to use that against me, and I said, "Oh yeah, oh really? You're going to run against Rush Limbaugh? <laughs> yeah, go ahead." They, he, I he voted for the Democrat. Well, I remember speaking to John Crane earlier. That's what they tried to get him on when he ran in sixteen uh, against the incumbent. And the incumbent started saying, "Oh, he voted Democrat in two thousand eight, full well knowing." <laughs> that it was Operation Chaos by by Rush Limbaugh, the great Rush Limbaugh, you know. So uh, this, okay, so uh, Rob Kendall, Michael Beck, with the program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Is there any way to get people? Why don't people run? I mean, I looked at it and said, "Hey, I might be good at this. Hey, I can make a difference here. Hey, I'm only going to do this for four years. So what is that? It's four year a four year commitment. Ah, that's not too bad. Let's go do it. And then you know, just you go in there and. And you kick butt and you take names and you get out. Like, how in a town of 30,000 people, and I'm just using Brownsburg, yeah. but I mean, it's happening all over central Indiana. These races go uncontested. There has to be one person who goes, Yeah, I could do a better job than that ding dong that's in office now. <laughs> Sign me up for that. I think I think it's uh it's county leadership uh is the problem. Again, it goes back to leadership. So where you have good county Republican chairs, you have a very engaged, educated electorate. But that's that's usually the exception. That's not the rule. Most county chairs are there more out of like um, it's like huh? it's like running. A, it's like being the president of the road. And I'm in yeah. no way demeaning the Rotary Club, but it's like <laughs> I have to do this as an obligation. It's right. not. It's a, and then maybe that's a Rotary Club, maybe a bad example because people are super fired up. So let me just say a generic nonprofit or like the soccer club right. or whatever where hey i got it's fred it's your turn to run this ah uh, i don't want to do it well then we're not going to have a soccer That's club right. if you don't do it okay i'll do it but i'm totally not in it you're exactly yeah you're not passionate versus about an, it. like an activist uber conservative passionate person yeah and and so 
and, and I think that's because we have an uneducated electorate yeah. in America. And I and I so I, when you start talking to the average person, do you know how your party chairs are elected at the county level in Indiana? Most of them will have no idea. Well, that comes from the PCs and the vice PCs, yeah. right? So you need to run as a PC is the first step is what I tell people. Get involved. And to be honest with you, those races cost a hundred bucks. Print off some palm cards, go knock on the doors in your precinct, which is probably only a few hundred. Drop off palm cards, say, would you vote for me this upcoming primary yeah. election? Now you're in, now you get to help vote in a good county leader, which will change everything. And they're oftentimes uncontested. So uh, you can just yes. win by signing up. You win by signing up often, like because a lot of times there'll be, uh, you know, th- there's there's multiple, I mean, each county has multiple precincts. Yeah. And yeah. so it's it county chairs, this is what happens. County chairs will appoint a precinct vacancy if there's mm-hmm. no one who signed up. So then they get to appoint all their friends. I should apply for that. They totally appoint me. <laughs> Do you, who is your county chair over there? Uh Inglehart, Ann Inglehart. Okay, does she like you? Uh <laughs> I don't know. I've never asked her directly. <laughs> yeah, I've just given up. I've just given up the my default on every single connected Republican is no unless they've proven to me otherwise. <laughs> that is my new thing. You, I think you are the one Republican office holder or pointee who likes me. Who is that? You. Oh. <laughs> I'm not. Okay, yeah, because you I, are an appointee? I am of the pointee. That's right. Okay. Yeah, but you know the that that is the uh that is the crux of the issue. Is people don't run in these kind of the lifeblood yeah. offices. I mean, the lifeblood of the Republican Party are the precinct committeemen. And, and people don't run. They don't take it seriously. Therefore, we get bad county chairs. And then the county chairs tend to be the gatekeepers. Yeah. yeah and yeah. that's the thing. You get a bad county chair, they will not be a good gatekeeper. They'll keep people out that really should be running. They won't encourage good people to run. And that, and then you get you get what we have. we got about three minutes left here, and you talk forever. So I want to have, <laughs> have a second to make sure we get into this. Um, there's still nothing on the property taxes. Oh, that's – I know. I know. Well what, – What is wrong with your friends? I – Listen, what I are they? What are they? What are they doing? So, did is there a chance? <laughs> so, is there, uh, well, uh, <laughs> you tell you tell me. I don't I, know. I've I, said this that this you was. Are, I'm not friends with these people. No, I you, have. Uh, you have the connections. Please I have tell me. said on Tuesdays on the Kendall and Casey show multiple <laughs> times that this would be a grand slam knockout of yes. the park. That they've teed it up. This this is an issue that's been teed up for the Republican Party. Why don't you knock this one out of the park? Just lower pop property taxes. Just just freeze them. Even yeah. just do something so that people know there's relief. Right? We can we can count yes. on relief coming. I don't know why they're not doing that, and I don't even know if there's still a chance that the Senate could do anything at this point because we've passed that midway. Well, I mean, you're totally screwed this year. Like, yeah. I mean, and they knew about it for years. So let's take for example, let's role play here real quick. Yeah. If you were to talk to your underachieving friend Jerry Tor, who is a state rep from is a disastrous state rep from the Carmel area, and you were to say, Jerry, you have done nothing on property taxes of meaning. Yeah. Because he I, would answer I, I I I really don't know. I, I will ask him that next time I see him. I'll say, why I'll 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 bring that up to him because I am curious. And I, I don't know the answer. I don't think there is a good answer. I, I think they might kind of like kind of spin around the block a couple times saying, well, we needed the funds. I 
I really don't know what the Be- because the state rep from Seymour who is fighting with me at like ten forty five on a weeknight <laughs> wait, and wait. then Sunday mornings. You know, you know I've heard just just hold on just a he, second. Well, real quick, I want to point out that he's now blaming it on Biden, state property taxes, <laughs> of which they Biden has nothing to do with. There's now Biden's fault. Go ahead. Well, even on Tony Katz this morning when I was driving down to the studio, he mentioned that. Uh, he mentioned the feud between you and Jim Lucas. Oh, really? Yeah, and so it's a it's a big Good. deal now. It should I be mean- <laughs> because I want everybody to know what a lunatic that guy is, and that is now my new goal. And I told you the great thing about people who always take the bait is they will take the bait on your terms. And Jim, now the rest of these clowns at least have such self control. Like you know your buddy Crane. He specifically told his staff, never respond to this guy. Your friend who was a staffer for him told us that in a room full of people. Don't ever respond. That's terrible, but okay. Lucas has so little self-control that I can make him play on whatever playground I want to make him play. And so what I figured out is on Facebook, it's just his gun and weed buddies. And because it's kind of a controlled environment, that it's not really a debate. It's just his gun and weed buddies coming to his defense. But on Twitter, well, that's a whole <laughs> world of people. And he has decided he is has so little self-control he will play in the playground on twitter and that's why he's getting so beat up over it because it's ridiculous we got 30 seconds it's ridiculous <laughs> to say it's biden's fault come on hey, man. last second last second i will say at least he is engaging you that give, give him credit for that because yes, most guys don't it is show content for days i'm just saying he has the courage to engage you and i give absolutely, him i give him probably absolutely so yes you please ask your friend jerry tor <laughs> why the property taxes without saying it's biden's fault are so high i, I will hey this was a really great show i'm glad we did this hey man today. this is fun Always i'm glad you got to see me hang out with me <laughs> i know it makes your existence markedly better and good luck on that run for lieutenant governor ah, thanks man appreciate it FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Micah Beckwith, the program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find Micah over on Facebook, Micah Beckwith for Indiana, Micah Beckwith for Indiana. Me, I'm on Twitter, at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall, and you can hear me weekdays 9 until noon, weekdays 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC. For Micah Beckwith, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.